0: I want you to imagine that here in a couple weeks, I mean, it's like less than two weeks from, from football. I want you to imagine that Bama takes the field. Actually, no, let's say this. Auburn takes the field because Bama would never do this. Auburn takes the field. Okay, sorry, Jennifer. Jennifer. There's only three Auburn fans in this whole room, so I can do four. So, so let's just say Auburn takes the field. It's their first possession. They go up to the ball. They hike it, and everyone runs their own play the, the way that they desire to in the, in the direction they want to go. So everybody begins to run in different directions. The play will not work, okay? Unlike Auburn, Keith Pugh has two national championship rings, and he knows... He knows that that won't work. You have to have direction and purpose. And you have to know where the end zone is, where the touchdown uh, line lies. If we do not know the end result, if we don't know the goal, we will not be able to get there together. If we don't all move in the same direction with the same purposes, we'll all go our different ways. No matter how great of athletes, they go in different ways. It will not work. And so what I want to do for you today is this, is, I want to begin a series that we're going to go in for a whole month. And and with this, I'm going to give you the 30,000 foot view today. And it is, this is what we believe God desires for every single member of Alberta Baptist Church. What we believe that God desires for those who are here and those who have not yet come. We believe this is what we need to give you so that we can best take and equip you for the work of ministry you you'll see on your outline there Ephesians 4 12 and 13. Uh, what I want you to do is is flip there and, and this is going to be a place uh, don't don't see today as we're launching from that and just like it's a diving board we're going to swim in this verse really for a whole month but we're gonna apply it in as many different ways as possible and try to give you the view that you need to understand. And so what the word of God is teaching us here is that God has given us, he has raised up a body of people. And within that body, he has raised up leaders, shepherds and teachers to be exact. And I want you to see what our job is. Verse 12, our job, this is Keith Pugh and this is Colby Mache's job. It is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Our job is to equip you, to prepare you for the work of ministry. We want you to be able to answer the question, this is a big one, why do we exist as a church? Why do we exist as a church? Right now, I believe that if I went to you, I went to each and I began to ask, why does Alberta Baptist Church exist? What's the goal of Alberta Baptist Church? I believe that you would begin to give me answers and they would be really good. You would give me answers like to glorify God. And we would say, absolutely. I would go to someone else and I would say, okay, what is the the goal of Alberta Baptist Church? And you might say, worship is. Worship is. And I would say, okay, awesome, that is, that is, you're right. But the question that comes next is this, how are we doing in that? And you'd say, well, I don't know, I think we're doing pretty well, aren't we? I don't know. And the more that we ask this question, the more that we would realize that we're just like, Those people going different routes, running the route that we want to and answering the way that we want to, but not having a common answer, a common voice for the purpose that God desires for Alberta Baptist Church. I want you to know, Jesus Christ, he is the chief shepherd. He has vision and direction for his church. He's raised us up to take his vision and apply it here in this context. So here we go. Take out your outline. I want you to look. This is answering the question, why we exist As a church, this is also saying this, and look at your outline. We believe God's desire for every member is to know God, to find community, and to live on mission. We believe for every member, God desires for you to know God, to find community, and to live on mission. All right? We me pray and then we're gonna dive in. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the direction that you have given to us in your word, the heart that you have for this uh, amazing group of people that is Alberta Baptist Church. God, I pray that you would make us who you desire us to be. Use us in an amazing way for your kingdom. Let dreams begin today, Lord, that are so big that only you can fulfill them, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So what we're looking for here, in a sense, are are tangible things. You know, how are we doing? Well, know God, find community, live on mission. We believe in a sense we can give you some answers to that. So let's begin with, we want you to know God. This has really two main parts to it, and one is this, is what we want every single person here, we want every single person that we meet, every single person that is your neighbors, uh, every person that you work with, we want them to know God. When we say that, what do we mean? Well, first we mean we want them to follow Jesus Christ. We want them to place their faith in Jesus, to look to him, to believe in him, that he is our salvation, that he is the way to God. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one can go to the Father except through Jesus Christ. We want you to know Jesus. Here at Alberta Baptist, we believe that the entire Bible proclaims the message of Jesus. We value deeply the word of God. And you'll see a sign that we we value the centrality of Jesus. That means we believe that Jesus is the center of everything, including every passage in Scripture, we believe that the Bible is about Jesus. And so what you're going to notice here and if you're new, I want you to know this. We're going to teach you the Bible here. So when you come here, like we're we're teaching right now through the book of Genesis, we have been for months. We're going to continue to do that. We will finish that book and then we will begin another book. We're going to teach you the Bible. Because we believe that that is the way that God proclaims who he is to us. We know who God is because God has given us his word by his grace. We know through his word that we were sinners, that we're separated from him. But God loves us so much that he gave his son, that he came and he lived and died. He rose from the grave so that any of us who look to him, we might have life in him. We might know him. We might know God. So we want you to know God. A couple of weeks ago, I was walking down the stairs. I, I, was, I was leaving, you know, and as a pastor, you never know, really, in a sense, how the sermons go. I mean, you do, you do the best you can, you know, to proclaim God's word, and, and then, you know, you just pray and ask God for fruit. And I, I, was, I was walking down the stairs, and, and a guy came up to me, and, and he walked up to me and he said, Today I was converted. And I said, Really? And he said, Yeah, I've, I've, I've been an atheist for six years. And today I believed the gospel of Jesus. I converted today, and then he walked off. You know, and I was like, "That was absolutely amazing." We've eaten lunch since then, but uh, but I thought, man, who knew? Like, look at what God was doing. People here are coming to know God. Isn't that great? Like they're coming to know God. Many of you have come to know God in, this, in the time that I have been on, uh, on, on the staff since 2006. I, I've seen some of you come to know God and walk in his ways. People are coming to know God. But that's what we want. We want to see that. We believe that God desires for every single person that we come encounter with to know him, to know God by following Christ. And we want to see if you follow Christ, we want to see you baptized. We want want to see you water baptized. We want to see it happen. And I believe that is a way, in a sense, you can say, well, how's it going here? How are we doing? I pray that you see people getting baptized here. You see people coming to know the Lord. And so the first part is in salvation, to know God. The, The second part of knowing God is this, though, in the way that we grow, not only following Jesus, but growing in Jesus. And you know what's neat? The way that you come to God The way that you come to Christ in the gospel is the same way you grow. You don't have to learn something new. The gospel is not only the way that you come to know Jesus, the gospel is the way that you grow in Jesus. You don't come to know him and then move on to other things. The whole Bible is about the good news of Jesus Christ. And so we wanna help you to do in every single way that we can is to learn how to take the gospel and apply it to every area of your life. Did you know that there's no part of your life that the gospel can't come into? Did you know that? There's a lot of you that maybe you think that the gospel is only about forgiveness. And I want you to know that's not true. The gospel is about forgiveness. In Christ, you're forgiven. Jesus took your sin. He became your sin that you might become the righteousness of God. He became your sin. He died for your sin. He rose from the grave. Yes, you're forgiven of your sin. You're not guilty, but there is so much more. Did you know that in Christ, you're accepted into his family? You're brought into the kingdom of God. You're not a slave anymore. You're a son. You're a child of God. See, there's more. See, many of you, you knew that the gospel meant that you could be forgiven of your sin, but you didn't know that you were accepted by God, that he loves you, that he has a place for you, that he's raised you up to serve and to to live for him. We want you not only to know God by coming to him in salvation, we want you to know God by growing in him, growing in who he is. Secondly, we want you to find community. Find community. Community is a word that in a sense is, it's almost like a hype word, for this culture or for this generation? And I get that, and so I wanna define it for you, okay? When we say community, what we mean is this, is we need a group of people who you are gonna have liked interests with, that you are gonna connect your life with some way, somehow, and that you will live your life together with them, okay? I'll give you some examples of community. I love CrossFit. If we got any people in this room that do CrossFit, you know what I mean by CrossFit is a community. If you don't do CrossFit, you're annoyed by people that talk about CrossFit. And so you're a community within the rest of you. And, and so here's the thing that I've learned, though, at the gym. There is a reason why people pay the money they pay to work out. Okay. There's a reason why Iron Tribe can do what Iron Tribe does. I think they charge like, you know, it's, it's pretty expensive per month and yet people flock there. Do you know why? One, it's a great way to work out. But two, it's the people. It's the people that they're connected with there. Our gym, I got a CrossFit RTR. Our gym gives one of the clearest pictures of what community looks like that I've ever seen. People bear one another's burdens. People love one another. It's super welcoming. People hang out afterwards. It's a great environment with great friends. I want you to think about this. A few weeks ago, I I was talking with a group of people. They're uh, really big into kayaking outdoors. Uh, This group of people, they have found a community. Outdoor loving people. They're people who are good friends, they're connected to each other, they have liked interest. they love one another, they have become, in a sense, family, and they have bonded because of their common conviction of they love the outdoors. Football fans, we did the same thing. If you're a football fan, you know what I'm talking about. You connect with people. Look, there'll be a hundred and something thousand people that'll be connected here in a few weeks. I've jumped in a random person's arms before with a touchdown. That's pretty weird, okay? But like, you know, the thing is, is there is a common conviction, a liked interest, a shared love, and when those things come together, friendships can be built, community can be formed. I want you to know that every single person seeks community. People need to be needed and people need to be known. And they will find it, but will they find it in the church? See, the greatest of all communities should be the community of Christ. The church should be a community that is the most gracious, the most compassionate, the most cause-driven, the most loving, the most welcoming environment, the most welcoming community of all communities. And we want to be a church that has small groups in mind that is welcoming for people to find that community that their heart seeks and find it in the very body of Christ. I'm telling you, people seek community and they'll find it, but will they find it here? It's no secret. Gangs figured it out a long time ago. Fraternities and sororities figured it out a long time ago. Will the church understand that we can be the greatest of all communities because we have a common interest, a common denominator that is Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus that is not only cross-cultural. The The, the gospel can go to any, any city, can go into any village, can go into any place in the whole world and when believed people have liked interest and connect into one body doesn't matter if you're a king or if you're a peasant. doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're educated, uneducated, black or white. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you came from. It does not matter in Christ we come into one family. The church should be the greatest of all communities. We want people to know God. We want people to find community. A tangible way for that is this, is we want people to get connected into a small group ministry here at Alberta Baptist Church. We have some wonderful places to connect. We have Sunday school. We have small groups here that meet on campus at 9.30 every Sunday morning. And I want you to know, As a person with three kids, that is the easiest environment if you can get here. Okay? It's tough to get out of the house with three kids. If you can get here, that is the easiest environment to get connected in because you have daycare. You have childcare. And guess what? Our childcare isn't just babysitting. Our childcare is they invest deeply into your children, teaching them and proclaiming truth over them and into their lives. It's an awesome thing. Way to connect with people. We started a new Sunday school class today. Joey Hocutt is, uh, is the teacher uh, there in that class. And there was 10 or 11 people that were in there first day. Started a new class. And how do we start it? We basically said, hey, if you have a hard time getting to church, this is the class for you. Okay, come on in. You know, We'll be okay. We want you to get here at 9.30. We'll take you at 9.45, whatever we need to do. But we want you here in a small group ministry because listen, you can only know people so much here in this room. I I think you realize that. We gotta get you out of rows and into some circles because you need to be needed and you need to be known. Okay? My life group is is a place that, I've seen this happen uh, so beautifully. I, I, I go to the, the Blankenship's house and it is a hot mess at the Blankenship's house. It really is, isn't it, Kara? I mean, it, it, there's kids everywhere. They're, they're like, I don't know. It, it really is semi madhouse. But but it's a place that we have community. Uh, I asked Harry if I could do this. Harry, would you stand up for just a second so everybody can see that you're like seven foot tall? Okay, there is a, Harry, you, you can sit down. This is Harry Aldinger. Harry is is my friend. Uh, for a long time, I didn't talk to him because I was so short. I was scared to to approach him, but that's not true. But uh, but Harry is he is my he's my friend. I, I met Harry back when we were coming over uh, to Open Door for for those three years, and and uh, met him, and and you know we shook hands and we we chatted. We talked about some things, uh, but we didn't really know each other. Harry is very faithful to the life group at the Blankenship's house. And over time, Harry and I, after, after praying together, after finding out, I am I'm known to Harry. He is known to me. I, I, know, uh, some, I, I know what excites him. I, I know things that he likes to do. I know what he does. He is a man who loves God. He is a man who is kind and thoughtful. He likes coffee and I like coffee. So we've drank coffee a few times together. Harry and I are friends because of our life group. We would not probably have hung out if not for our life group. Would you agree, Harry? But we have because we have found a place where we can be known and it's in our life group. I love Harry. In fact, we hadn't met together for a little bit of time and Harry, we we missed each other. And so he came and hung out with me at my office the other day and and had some coffee together and it was awesome. All of you need to have friendships formed here. I I believe that that better friends will make a better church. Find your friends here in the kingdom of God, okay? I wanna read a a scripture for you and this is really what, what pushes us here. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, look in verse 23. The writer of Hebrews in the power of God says this. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another And all the more as you see the day drawing near. The greatest place to be spurred on to love and good works is in a small group. It's when you're sitting in a circle and people are able to know who you are and what you do and they're able to pray over you, speak truth into your life, encourage you where you are. Every single one of you have things that are just a mess in your life. And I know it and you know it. I have the same things in my own life. There's a certain level of dysfunction that every single person has. And here's the reality is that we need to have someone that we can share that with. Someone who will welcome us, accept us where we are and be able to speak truth into our life. Sometimes it's very difficult for us to spur our cell phone in the power of God. Sometimes it's difficult for us even to pray depending on where we are and what's been going on. We need to have a people that are willing to speak into our life, to pray over our life and to pick us up when we fall. You know, the the scripture that I love so much, I think about all the time is God is the lifter of our head. Psalm three, the lifter of our head. Many times God lifts our heads, I believe, with the hands of his people. And you need to be in a place where you are known. You need to be in a place where you're known. If you are not connected into a small group, we want to help you to do that. If you look at the Sunday school numbers, roughly one third of our church attendance, the people that come, you're not connected into a, into a Sunday school class, into a small group. This is a place where you can be known. Not only that, this is a place where you can come to know God. Know God find community. Lastly, live on mission, live on mission. We want these three things to be the, the driving force of every single thing we do. So Jared, Jared says, well, I want to do this for the student ministry. And I say, okay, how's that going to help people to what Jared, to know God, find community and live on mission. Somebody says, well, well, hey, look at what we're thinking. We, we, we want to do, you know, this outreach, or what would you think about this event? And I'm going to say, how's that going to help people to know God, find community, and live on mission? If you can explain that to me, then it's going to fit into our vision. Now see, live on mission is an interesting phrase that we throw around a lot. People say, well, I wanna be more missional. I wanna do this, I wanna do that. What I want you to understand is this, is God has raised up every single one of his people in this room with gifts. And he has placed you strategically in this body with your gifts. And he wants you to use your gifts to serve in the ministry of his church here at Alberta Baptist. See, he didn't just give me gifts or Keith gifts. He didn't just give the staff gifts or the Sunday school teachers gifts. He gave every single person in the kingdom of God gifts, and he wants you to be equipped to use them for his kingdom. Do you understand that? See, I love Ephesians 4. You're like, is he ever gonna talk about it? Yes, okay. Y'all know I love the Bible. I love teaching it. Just give me some time for vision here, okay? I'm teaching from the Bible. Ephesians chapter four tells us that my job is to take you and to equip you for the work of ministry, not to do all of the ministry. It's not Keith's job to do all of the ministry. It's not my job. It's not the staff's job to do all the ministry. It's our job to equip you to do the work of the ministry. And I want you to hear this. If you have the idea and you say, Colby, but that's your job. I want you to know that would not be selfless of me. That would be selfish of me. My job is not to do all of the work. My job is to help raise you up to work in his kingdom, which, by the way, is a lot of work. God desires you to live on mission. I love the fact that God has described what this church is like as a body. Jesus is the head and he has a body. There's there's feet and there's elbows and there's all of these different parts of the body. And guess what? All of you, you make up the body here at Alberta Baptist Church. And everybody doesn't do the same thing. Everybody doesn't have the same uh, personality and the same drives, the same gifts. And that's a Great thing. I'm so glad everybody doesn't have just my gifts. No one would do anything except for talk and run around. Okay, like that's, all, that's all we would do. But we need people that have passions and desires to do certain things. Not all of you are teachers. So we don't need to just try to find a place for you to teach somewhere. You're, if you're not a teacher, we don't want you teaching. We want you to be serving the way that God desires you to. And so our first thing is this, is, is that when we start looking at tangible things, know God, we want you to know Jesus, to follow him, to be baptized in Christ. We want you to find community. That means that we want you to be connected to a small group here at the church, to live on mission. What do we want? We want you using your gifts, your abilities, even your weaknesses, if need so, to serve in this church body connected to live on mission there's one more part and i'll finish here because we've got three more weeks where people can flesh this out to live on mission is we want you to be able to dream big gigantic dreams for the kingdom of god here's what i've learned over time i hope you're not uncomfortable with me down on the floor because i'm not going back up right now um but what I what I've learned over time is is this is that people tend to think that the only way they can serve that the only way that they can dream is if it fits in the dream of their pastor like if their pastor has created an avenue for them to serve, and then they go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think I can do that. And so you've got people with these great ideas, these great concerns, these great convictions, these great passions, these great interests, and yet not using them in the church. Uh, some of you in the room, you're an incredible artist. And people have found ways for you to use your artistic ability what would seem to be everywhere you've ever been, except for at the church. And I want you to know, we want to create an environment here. We want a church body here that doesn't tell you to hang your gifts at the door when you come into the room. We want you to bring your gifts directly into the kingdom of God and use them. I I can't do anything artistically, okay? And so I don't think that way, but guess what some of you do and you would be able to influence us greatly as a church body by helping to speak vision direction into this vision that we have as a church. So we're not going to break the direction because you've got something, but we're going to take what you give and we're going to frame it in this vision and say, how can we use your gifts, your abilities, your dreams that you have? How can we use it to further the kingdom of God here? We've got people in this room that are brilliant. I wanna hear your thoughts. I wanna know what's going on in your mind. We want you to be a people here who you dream big dreams for the glory of Jesus and then we help to equip you to use those dreams and to fulfill those dreams here through the church, not try to fulfill them outside. We wanna reach the world. And the only way we will reach the world is if we are a church body that doesn't ignore. We cannot ignore 90% of your life. We can't ignore what you do in your job. We can't ignore what you're good at. We can't ignore what you love because that way we'll never have friendships with you here and we will never inspire you and encourage you to go out and use them for the kingdom of God. We wanna be a church body that raises up people that you use all that you are for Jesus. That you live on mission him what i want us to do is uh this i'm gonna ask jennifer if you will to come and lead us and and as we do i I want you to begin thinking through this okay alberta baptist church they're telling me that they want me to to know god they want me to find community they want me to live on mission and i want to tell you where are you i want to ask you the question where are you right now in this You know, some of you, you may say, well, I I don't know the Lord. I don't know the Lord. Listen, today you can come to know the Lord. You can look to Jesus today like he's here. Like you look to him, he will save you. To know God. Some of you have struggled finding a place to to fit in. Listen, you need somewhere to be, you, you need to be needed, you need to be known, you need a place to belong. We wanna help you find that in a small group here in this church body. And some of you, you've been wondering for a long time, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to do with with what I know? What am I supposed to do with the gifts that I have and the talents that God's given me? How can I use what I have and who God has made me to live on mission? We wanna help you do that. And so during our time today of response, we're just gonna begin to ask the Lord, what do I need to be focusing on right now? What are you teaching me right now? And I I want you to know this. We're about to, on September 13th, we're gonna start a class called ABC Connect. It's a new member class. And it's also for you, even if you have not, if you haven't said you wanted to join, if you're not sure about what you think, even if at this point you're con- even a little bit confused on what you believe about the Lord, we invite you to come to that. Okay? And what that is, is it's going to be a six week walkthrough of this very, of this very vision. And by the end of it, we are going to have walked through whether you know God or not, we're gonna walk through how you can find community. We're gonna help place you in a small group and we're gonna help you begin to use your gifts to serve here in this church body. Seek the Lord, where are you right now? And do I wanna be a part of the vision that God has